Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. So it's funny, my wife really got under my skin. She made me listen to a podcast with him and she goes, you should try this stuff. And I said, you should read my classes. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. It's like, I've been, I've been teaching this stuff for 10 I... years. So for today's purpose, in my mind, I was like, why, why go the long route? How about we talk about the short route? How about we get people to listen right away by forcing them to mirror, paraphrase, ask questions, um, we, we, we get them to uh, give us the body language we're looking for um, with, with our own words. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. I, I wrote some questions here. Honestly, I went off some of our notes, but I figured it'd be great to just have some open-ended questions and get into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Kent, and this is The Leading Edge, off, off live, however you want to call that. And with me, I've got Bill Greeno from Quality Automotive in Truckee, California. And uh, honestly, I, I feel like you're specially qualified because not only do you have an amazing shop, but you have some other extracurriculars as well, uh, qualified as for this topic specifically. Yeah. Thanks, Kent. It's great to be here. And, and, uh, I look forward to, I always like talking about listening and talking. (laughs) (laughs) So my very first question that I actually have on the board here. Uh, was to ask you where you would want to start this discussion about communication. This whole podcast is going to be about communication in different aspects. And uh, yeah, where would you, where would you start? Boy, you know, it, it was, uh, it was when we first started talking about uh, this particular podcast, I, my, my mind immediately went to the, uh, the class that I taught at the last expo uh, on on uh, on communication called yeah. communication strategies learn to be heard and it's you know basically how to get people to how to get people to listen and then we we talked about keeping it less than four hours which is how long the class is <laughs> <laughs> and started turning some of the ideas inside out um, in a in a concept to maybe be able to get folks to listen a little bit quicker. A little bit quicker. So what do, what do you mean by turning it inside out? Were you developing a specific format? Well, so I have a, I have a specific format of how I teach the, the class, the, 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 I'll, I'll let you into the secret on the class. The, the class is called learn to be heard. Um, what I build in the class is I teach people communication techniques that ultimately result in learning how to listen. So you just kind of you trick them. This is for the owner. They think they're going to learn to be heard. And what they actually learn during the class is how to listen to people. Because uh, quite frankly, if you don't know how to listen to people, you'll never know if you've been heard or not. Right. You have to get that feedback. 
you have to be getting feedback. Yeah, you have to pay attention. You can't just, and, and if you're a bad communicator, if you're not good at getting people to hear you, then it's even worse, right? Now you now you not only don't know how to listen, you, it, it turns out you don't know how to talk. And, and it, if you've got both of those things going, you should go back to not being a business owner. So, so why do you or, think it's, or, so, or, or listen to this podcast maybe? Yeah. <laughs> why do you think it's so important to understand how to listen in order to communicate effectively? I mean, you telling somebody something, why is it so important for you to also understand how to listen? Because perception is reality. And if I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to you in a fashion that makes you think I'm mad at you, for instance, just a for instance, then you're preoccupied with why I'm mad at you. And you're listening for things to tell you why I'm mad at you. And you're, and, and you're no longer listening to what I'm saying. Because I'm trying to figure out what I did wrong, what could, what could I possibly do to alleviate the situation, um, how to make it up to you so that you're not mad at me anymore instead of actually listening to what you're saying. For instance, yeah. What did I? What did I do? I, I maybe I need to go. You know, and, and then and then maybe maybe, who knows? It, it just it creates a it it creates a a block in the whole um, in the whole interaction. Yeah. So do you think do you think that might be one of the biggest issues that this industry has with communication, or are, is there another big roadblock that keeps us from communicating? Uh, effectively. So I'd, I'd like to say that it's just this industry. I think it's humankind, <laughs> right? Um, I've got a, I've got another class that I've taught called power listening. I've got another class called uh, leadership 101. And, and really in all these classes, there's, there's pieces of, of all this. Um, and it's, it really comes back to, if you don't know what people are saying to you, then, then you can't communicate effectively with them. And, and I guess to, to further the, I'm mad at you. If you don't, if, if I'm just not in a good mood, right. I'm a D personality yeah. and sometimes D's um, and it's really hard for everybody else in the world to understand this. Um, I sound like Cecil right now. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's such a guy. <laughs> And he's so good at it, but uh, but but D's sometimes just aren't happy, and it's not because we're mad, <laughs> and it's not because we're sad. It's just part of who we are. And sometimes I need to, I need a timeout. I need to be left alone. But I don't have the convenience of that because I'm a business owner, or my wife wants to talk to me, or my kids need me. And uh, and so if uh, if I don't listen to the feedback they're giving me, then, then I don't know that I'm affecting them the way that I am when I'm not in a good mood. So when I'm not in a good mood and I communicate with somebody and they start trying to figure out what's wrong with me, they may be apologetic. They may be, um, they may be short with me because they just don't want to deal with it. Uh, they may be, uh, they, they apologetic, short, cutting you off. Um, they may 
they may be a D themselves and, and, and they may become ag aggressive and start mirroring you. Um, so if you don't know that that's happening, that you don't know that you're off track completely in your interaction. Like, you know, if I ask you, you know, Hey, Kent, can you, can you, uh, go to the grocery store and get some groceries for me right now, you know, and, and, uh, and, and then meet me and then meet me at the house later. And I'm saying it in a, in a brusque, a, aggressive tone. Um, you might start making excuses of, well, boy, shoot, I just, you know, I can't really do I don't that. Know if I have the time I'm busy well, right now. Yeah. I'm already, I'm preoccupied doing something. Yeah. And, and, and I, if I don't, if I don't see you reacting and, and part of listening is, is with the eyes, if I don't see you reacting to my, to my tone and my, my physical um, body, if you're not line, paying attention. If you're not paying attention, if you're not listening, yeah. then you don't know that. And, and you're getting the wrong response to what you want. And, and, and maybe what you're actually planning is a, uh, is a, is a party. <laughs> right. Yeah. And one, one I, of the I couched it better, <laughs> I might have gotten a better response. One of the things that I was just thinking about as you were talking about that, about listening, about um, hearing what the other person's saying, it kind of sounds like you're building an assumption on what the other person's trying to do. And, and, and so this was the, the thought that popped into my head. What's the difference between you assuming what they intend and actually having a clear understanding of what they're saying? Exactly. And that's, that's what our inner mind does. Um, it doesn't just assume it interprets. Right. So, so you've got this, this angry, you're angry or, you know, whoever the, the boss is in this situ situation or scenario mm -hmm. and you're telling them, well, they need to be listening to the person that they're communicating with. Right. You, we need to know where they're coming from. We need to know these things. And it sounds like you're, you're telling them to create an assumption about what they mean. What is the difference between developing an assumption or actually understanding what they mean? Experience. Where, where's the line there? Experience. Is it solely so, built on experience? Well, yeah. Uh, as we grow up, right? As, as, we, as we grow up, we have all these experiences. And, and um, let's, let's pick on Cecil. Yeah, let's do it. He's near and dear to us. <laughs> How many times... Uh, does Cecil make a first impression on somebody that they believe he's aggressive and maybe even mean? Uh, fairly often. Right? And through experience, we learn that he's just super passionate and super interested in what it is you're doing and how you do it. <laughs> finger. Aggressive finger pointing. Finger. <laughs> and he actually is so concerned about you that he can't contain himself. And, uh, well, and there's some people and, that love that, you know, and through experience, we learn, we all learn to love it. Some people love it right up front. Sure. But, but through experience, we learn what it means when he reacts a certain way. Well, then, and, and let's face it. A lot of times, because of his experience with the greater human kind, especially the shop owner human kind, through his experience, 
he's learned that he can increase people's um, ability to listen to him and retain information. We'll call it information absorption if he communicates a certain way. And that way is to raise his decibel level and furrow his brow. And until, until they can't hear their own thoughts. They can only hear him. He paralyzes <laughs> you. You, you. Nothing else is happening except for information's going in your ears and your brain's absorbing it. And he gets you to go out and save yourself from yourself. Right? So, so with, with experience, that seems like a double-edged sword. Because the more experience you have, the more bias you have. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. How does that, how does that bias play into our day-to-day communication? Um, how does bias play into our day-to-day communication? And, and your, uh, what you're saying is, is, that, is that bias is, is made because of experience. And well, so, so bias is kind of a byproduct of experience. And you're talking about, you know, we need to be relying on our experience to help us determine whether or not our assumptions about somebody's intended information is accurate or not. So how do we differentiate between good experience and our bias bleed? Yeah. And so I would, I would counter and even, even contradict uh, what you're saying and say that bias is what we have before we have experience. Because, uh, so say I have one experience, right? And it goes this way. So my experience tells me that this is the right thing to say, you know, because I was successful last time. And it turns out it's not right. It's only that way half the time. And then I get my, you know, I get my my comeuppance. um, (laughs) And I learn, oh, I didn't, that wasn't the right thing to say. Shoot. And I learn by experience and more experience to leave the bias behind and be, and be an open-minded learner of life. I mean, right, we're always learning. And that's yeah. where listening techniques come into play. And, and listening techniques are, are everything, right? We've got our, our eyes. Their job is to watch. We've got our ears. Their job is to hear, right? We've got our mouth, which we overuse, and then we've got we've got that inner voice, and the inner voice's job is to interpret. Um, and what happens more often than not, with bias, I would say, is that we interpret quickly and go right to the mouth. Just kind of a filler. It's a it's a snap reaction. Can be, can be. So that's where back to the top of the conversation. I kind of felt like turning my my communication strategies class on its head. Um, and for the purpose of a, of a one hour podcast or a 45 minute podcast, however long we go here, maybe instead of focusing on, 
are just ourselves learning to listen so that we can interpret what other people are saying or believing about what's being said, maybe we can actually force the person to use good listening techniques without them even knowing that you're doing it. See, okay, so this is where I, I, I fight with my dad often about this, this point about communication. So just as a brief backstory, um, I've had, I had a rough go around with some, some, you know, relationships and uh, I got hurt, you know, about my son and all that. Um, and when I met my wife now, our very first date, we laid it out on the table. So at this point in my life, I'm incredibly blunt. I'm very honest. I'm very forthcoming with everything. And so if, if there's a miscommunication, I'm more willing to address it as, as bluntly as I can. I'll state it outright instead of trying to, you know, have these, have, well, what you would say, you know, more, more strategic ways of listening or trying to get people to listen to you. I'll be very blunt and just open with it. So, um, for instance, what well, I'm trying to think of a, of an example. I can't, I can't right now at the second, of course I can't think of one right now, but, uh, what do you think about that? Is it, is it too bad to be that blunt or is there a more delicate way we should handle things? Now, I've, I've rubbed some people the wrong way, but out of, out of most of my experiences that came back and were like, well, I kind of appreciated that. So as I listen to you, what I hear is you've gone from assuming that you can communicate one way to finding maybe that that got you hurt. And so now you're actually still in the learning phase and you're trying out a new way, which at least you're telling me you're subscribing to 100%. Yeah, I've, honestly, I don't, th- I don't see myself going back anytime soon. I, I like where I'm at now. Um, the relationship with my wife is very, very healthy. So it's very open. And so just being bluntly honest with everybody has been beneficial to most of my relationships. So you find blunt to be most effective. Right. And it's not like, it's not like I'm being rude. And that's not the intention. It's just being as forthright with everything as I possibly can be. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I feel maybe I mis, misinterpreted or I don't understand, I'll flat out openly say, Hey, I don't know if you got this. Can I, can you explain it to me? And, and maybe that'll help me clear it up and, and, and get me to understand that you understand what I was saying. So like, I'll so, literally just put it out there. So that in that, in that particular case, what you're saying is, is being blunt is being honest. Because yeah. you, you said, you don't, I'll just tell people I don't understand. Tell me again. Right. That's what right, you said. Right. I, I believe is what I heard. Right. So, um, so, uh, so to answer your question, I think that you're still finding ways to communicate and, and we always, and that's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. Right. So maybe you were really passive and now you're really aggressive and you're, and you're finding that aggressive is awesome. And then, you know, at, at some point you might, push it over the top and become too aggressive and go, Oh, <laughs> that's, I've gone from blunt to aggressive. <laughs> now I've got my confidence again and love, somebody's handed it back to me and, and you, and you start to explore all this middle ground. 
Yeah, my dad would my dad would like to uh, often say that I'm 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 too aggressive and too blunt. But uh, everyone else I, I communicate with, it's more of um, at first they're really abhorrent to it. They're like, well, they're resistant. This is this is too harsh. It's too much. But then they realize that in doing in communicating that way, I'm establishing my boundaries uh, firmly, not not aggressively, but assertively. These are my boundaries, and when you tell somebody they've gone over your boundary, it can make them really uncomfortable at first. Hmm. And yeah. and it it's interesting because I know you, and I've known you for shoot at least seven years now. Eight eight or nine actually, yeah. which is yeah, it's pretty yeah. long time. <laughs> and and though you've changed the way you communicate, I still don't find you to be overly blunt or overly aggressive. I'll tell my dad that. <laughs> I'm not telling I think, him. Tell I, think, him. <laughs> I think it's more. I think it's more just the relation, the, the relationship dynamic. His his sure. son is being very blunt with him instead of uh, subordinate, and I don't mean subordinate in that way. But you, you yeah. kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think you know. Again, um, are there better ways to communicate with people uh, than others? And I would say that yes, there are, depending upon what you're trying to do. <clears throat> so if I have an emergency, like there's a fire. Yeah. There's a way <laughs> that I'm going to communicate that is going to get people either moving or, or freeze them stone cold like a statue. <laughs> there's a fire in the building. Get out now. Yeah, and it's going to be really loud, and my eyes are going to be full of the same fire, and <laughs> you know, I'm and, and I'm going to be reaching for fire extinguishers and scrambling and running, um, and so that's a different type of communication that I'm going to use for maybe long term uh, growth for an individual during a uh, during an employer review, or even longer term. Um, relationship building with a potential girlfriend, right? Or, or loved one. Um, I, that's going to be a much softer tone and, and, you know, we'll put blunt somewhere in between. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to say like, our, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, my wife looks very young. Um, she is younger than me. She's about five years younger than me, but she also looks a lot younger than that. And uh, on our first date, I asked to see her, li- her driver's license. <laughs> I asked her flat out. I was like, "Hey, I don't want you to take this the wrong way or be offended, but you look really young. Would you mind if I saw your driver's license?" That's funny. First date, yeah. I so I don't know if I, I if I uh, if I communicate very softly in that regard. Yeah, I think that's fun. That sounds playful to me, but. <laughs> Um, I think assertive is the word that I like to use. And I find that communication is, is, is probably the best. So to, to get back to the direction that I'm kind of going, um, when you were explaining to me the, uh, what you meant by bias and then ultimately blunt, I was listening to you and I was using three, I used three techniques um, there, I you used. Techniqued me. I did. What? <laughs> I used paraphrasing, mirroring, 
And uh, what did I use? I, I paraphrased, I mirrored, and uh, oh, and I, I used a lot of body language, agreeing that I was hearing you. Um, it's kind of helpful I, that we've got video on this. I mean, the, the viewers can't, they'll hear this, but. So I, I paraphrased by <clears throat> reflecting, reflecting is not the right word, by um, taking the, the big concept and trying to reduce it down into a few words to see if you agree with what I thought I heard. With your interpretation of what I said. And basically. then when I didn't hit it just right and you went on, I went ahead and mirrored you and I repeated exactly what you said. And by saying exactly what you said, it makes you actually hear yourself. And then I get a real solid clarification of what you mean and where you're going with it. Right. It's just, it's further feedback for me to validate whether or not you understood what I said. So these are listening techniques that allow me to communicate with you and, and, and maybe even, um, maybe even get you to listen because yeah. I'm saying what you're saying. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever read uh, never split the difference? Mm, oh yeah. I listened, I listened to it on audiobook and it was really, really good. If you're, if you're looking for What's a good, name? uh, he is, he is Mr. Mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's an FBI. He, or he, he had a career as an hostage, FBI hostage negotiator, like one of the best in, yeah. So, so it's funny. My wife really got under my skin. She made me listen to a podcast with him and she goes, you should try this stuff. And I said, you should read my classes. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. It's like, I've been, I've been teaching this stuff for 10 I, years. It was so funny. I was re- I was listening to the book and I'm like, it, I, it had some really good stories in it and great, you know, uh, experiences that, cause he tells stories about his different, all that. But I'm like, I've, I've, in one way or another, I've, I know what this is. I just now have like a term for it because I've seen you and I've seen my dad and I've seen other people teach, you know, active listening skills and communication skills and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. So, so for today's purpose, in my mind, I was like, you know, why, why go the long route? How about we talk about the short route? How about we get people to listen right away by forcing them to, Mirror, paraphrase, ask questions. Um, we, we, we get them to uh, give us the body language we're looking for um, with, with our own words. Right, right. So, so, the, so, you know, an extreme example would be, Kent, I want you to repeat back what I say. And when I was, I was, a, I was with the Plumas Hotshots, uh, wildland special forces kind of fire crew uh in a previous life and it was standard operating procedures to repeat every order that was given to you while on the fire line 100 percent, right one of the rules and it was a it was a normal way of life back then um you know if i was to do that in the shop today people would think they were in trouble but if i did it really well I could say, hey, Kent, I've got to leave you in charge. And I need to make sure that that you understand. So I need you to repeat back what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Can you do that for me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Mrs. Jones needs her car at 8 a.m. tomorrow, day after tomorrow. 
She needs her car at 8 a.m. the day after tomorrow. So tomorrow it needs to come in for diagnosis first thing so that we can get whatever parts and solutions worked out, repairs done by the end of the day. Can you repeat that back to me? I don't know about verbatim, but Mrs. Jones needs her car by tomorrow morning at eight. So we need to get her car in, or excuse me, day after. I even did the same fumble you did. The day after, (laughs) tomorrow we need her car in first thing so that we can get it diagnosed and get all the parts ordered that we need so that we can get her car by the following day's morning. Wow, I I butchered that. If you were going for verbatim, I am so sorry. (laughs) And it was my bad communication that actually you you... You, you said exactly what I said. I, but I knew exactly what you meant too, though, and corrected myself the exact same way you did. And so in that case, we could go to technique number two. Okay, so technique number one, hey, I want you to repeat back to me that exactly what I, what I want you to do. I just this is really important. And, and can you do that for me? Okay. Yeah. You do this with your kids, you can do this. You know, we, we did it on the fire line. You know, yeah. Um, with with really important life threatening stuff, yeah. Um, where it's where it's necessary to be alert and have the right information. Yeah, and 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 that also included radio. That was oh yeah, radio yeah, yeah. So and and all radio communications in the Forest Service, there was no code. It was called audible language, which meant there was there was no there was the, the ten code ten four. 10, 10, 10, 7, 10, 8, that was all, that was, that was out the window. Yes was affirmative because you can't mistake that word for anything else. Right. Right. And, and negative was no. And, and you would repeat everything back over the radio as well. So that technique works over the phone, works in person. Now I've screwed it up, right? I've totally screwed it up. Can't, I think I've confused you with my my instructions. Here's a pad of paper and a pencil. I'd like you to write this down, and I'm going to say it right this time. You grab the pad and the pencil, and I say, okay, today is the 27th of August. Mrs. Jones needs her car back at 8 a.m. on the 29th. She will be here to pick it up. There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame. They can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to ifrave.com and register now. We'll see you in class. Ooh, I like the dates. I like information. Right? So tomorrow morning on the 28th, her car needs to come in at 8 a.m. for diagnosis. Then it goes through. You can get everything done tomorrow. Finished. Car is repaired. Ready to return to her 
the day after tomorrow at 8 a.m. So that's technique number two is I just tell you to write it down. And then you write it down. I can either look at what you've written down or have you. And you can verify, okay, this is correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Technique number one and technique number two. What's number three? So technique number three could be, I don't even have a list. I'm just shotgunning this. (laughs) Technique number three could be, so uh, I, I want, I want your feedback. So when I talk to you, I could say, hey, Kent, can you just show me that you understand what I'm saying? You, you're, you're, just, you're just sitting there staring at me. And I could, use a, I could use a head nod or a shake when I'm talking to you. I, I feel like I've given you a lot of information here. Have I given you a lot of information? Okay. And, and have I been totally clear with all of it? Yeah, as far as I can tell at this point, yeah. I've got a nice note here that tells me exactly what's going to happen with Mrs. Okay. Jones' car. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. Okay, you were, you were scaring me because you were, you were just looking at me and I, I, I didn't understand. I do this with my son all the time. Uh, my son is seven now and uh, he's pretty smart. But when I'm talking to him, I always go, you know, if he's not paying attention, I really, I'll, I'll stop and say, hey, I'm not going to tell you what I need to tell you until I have your attention. Do you so think you can give me some, so, some attention real quick? So, so that would be, you're jumping ahead to technique number four. Oh, I'm advanced. I'm an advanced student. Right? So I'm still on three. I asked for nonverbal feedback. A head shake or a nod or some kind of confirmation. Yeah. I asked for a show of, and and when I ask you to show me that you understand, I'm again, I'm aligning your interpretive voice with me. Right? All these things shut down your ability to, or your inner interpretive self from wandering and interpreting and trying to figure out what it is I mean. And it just makes it really linear, right? Right. No confusion. Yeah. So, so you, you take that to, so then after asking them to show you technique number four is, is asking them to pay attention <coughs> It's a preemptive strike. And well, so one of the ways we listen to people is with eye contact. Right. Let me see your eyes. So if I, if I look at you while we're talking, you're sure I'm listening to you, right? Yeah. And I, I, I should be looking at well, someone. I know. If you, I'm looking at you. You're over here on my <laughs> screen. So I keep looking over here. Like Ken's sitting over here. So if I look at you while I'm talking, you know I'm listening. Yeah. Right? So I could say, look at me when I'm speaking to you. <laughs> Man, oh, I just got anxiety just then. Um, <laughs> that was so serious. And that would be, that would be you know, in a, again, you've got to use these situations where you're trying to make somebody listen and trying, and really, when we're trying to make somebody listen, what we're really shooting for is trying to be understood. Right. We're trying to elicit a response or very particular behavior. So these are just all, these are all techniques that I teach to shop owners and, and well, folks that come to my classes um, to do themselves. But you could so easily do this with, uh, with your person during a conversation if you needed it. So, right, right. 
So, so again, back to the very beginning of this, when you first talked to me about this and you and I, I said, you know, how are we going to talk about communication and this and that? And you said, I really want some succinct ways for people to communicate uh, to get to, to, to be better understood. I'm like, all right. And that was perfect. You gave us some techniques. That's, that's really what, a, you know, a lot of these podcasts that not just the ones we do, but out there, there's a lot of podcasts. Uh, people don't, they talk in generalities. They talk in, you know, this ambiguous, well, you know, honesty is a good thing because it builds trust and well, yeah, but how is that applicable? How do we apply that? And so that's why I was kind of s- seeking you because I know that you have hard, you know, this is, this is what you do to get a specific result. Yeah. So are you ready for number six? Are we on to six? Do we skip five? What, what would five have I been? written these down. <laughs> <laughs> number, number four was... We're going to have to review. Is to... Number... Okay, so just... Number to one was repeat what I say. Repeat what I say. Number two... Write was, this down. Was, was write it down. Number three was show me you're listening. Show me you're listening. Number, number four, four was... was hey, look, preemptive was look, strike. Was look at me... Or, or when hey, I'm speaking to you, I need you to pay attention right now. It's really <laughs> yeah. important. Okay. So we are, we're on to number five. We would have skipped number five. We would have gone straight to number six. What a travesty. So number six could be clarifying. Hey, I I'd like for you. I mean, I've got some information for you. I, I need you to, to make sure you understand. So any questions you have after I explain this to you, I, I need you to ask right back to Mrs. Jones. She needs her car the day after tomorrow. She's going to be here first thing. So tomorrow you got to get the car fixed. Okay. Do you have any questions on that? Right. I just shotgunned it. I totally abbreviated all those other conversations. And I know Kent Bullard is going to have questions at that point. And he's going to have his pad of paper out. And he's going to be writing it down and color coding exactly when and who and this, why. This is, this is the reason. So I... The people listening to this can't, can't tell. Well, maybe they can in the way I'm talking about it. This, this one made me smile because I drive my dad nuts doing this one where I'm asking him to clarify what he means because he's never specific about it at all. So he'll be That like, is so true. I've seen that. <laughs> I feel like he'll be like, uh, I need you to send this to Mike. Right? I'm like, okay, first off, what am I sending? Second off, who's Mike? right? Mike, the client. Okay. What kind of client? We have a couple different services. Also, what's his last name? And what's the document? Where do I find this document you want me to send to him? And it starts to get him really pissed off (laughs) because he's like, okay, hang on. I'll write it out for you. (laughs) Because I mean, when you you have a certain amount of information, you you can't follow up on it. Or you won't do it correctly, right? I've shot myself in the foot where I did, you know, I, I made an assumption and I sent the wrong thing to the wrong person because I wasn't clear enough. And so you get caught in that weird, you know, well, do I follow through with it or do I poke the bear to make sure that it's right? Because either way, you know, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'll just poke the bear. I'll make sure it happens the right way the first time, you know. Mr. Mr. Blunt Bullard comes out against Mr. Cecil Bullard. <laughs> right. Those who know Cecil know that that is a feat. That is a, that is, what, what is it? Um, that is a trial. 
but uh, no, I, I, I love, I love clarification. I do this with my kids. I do this with my wife. I do this with my employees. Um, honestly, I think it's one of the more powerful techniques you can use in communication is just to, to take a second and go, okay, we need to clarify this. Cause I don't know that you understood. I don't know that I, I expressed it accurately. So let's clarify. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. If, it, if at any point you're confused about what I'm saying, stop me because if we move forward and I left you in the wind, then neither of us is going to get what we want. Yeah. So, uh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and, uh, I think, I think clarifying is, is something you can ask someone to do. Yeah. You taught me well, Bill. <laughs> it's natural, natural superpower of yours. So I, I think, I think I'll, I'll cut off my, uh, succinct, at five, because more than five would not be succinct, I think. So there's five <laughs> ways, five ways for shop owners to get people to listen. To get people to listen. I love it. Well, I think, I think we've covered enough, unless you feel you want to dissect something a little further. Well, I liked where you were going earlier with the bias question. That was a super curveball for me, especially today with that word. It's such a scary word. It is. And this is so, okay. So just to like, I've been developing some educational materials. My first class is going to publish on the 27th, um, on our, on our new platform. Uh, and it's, and it's called accountable. And it's my first, your first class is going to publish on the 27th of on September new, on, on the new platform. What new platform? Uh, gear, actually, the Institute's new learning management system. We call it the gear platform um, because it's great education and resources for shop owners. Great education and resources. The gear is an acronym. Yes, it is. Okay. But yeah, no. So I've been writing this material. Um, this first one I'm going to do is about accountability. And part of that is communication. So I've been really doing my research and trying to reach out to the people that I know do really well with communication, especially for that part of my course. So. Um, this, this topic hit me and it kind of put me in my tracks because right now things are so heated and based off of personal experience instead of, you know, like, uh, what would you call that? Um, I don't want to say reality cause that sounds really mean, but what we, what we as a group consider to be an agreed upon reality. If that, if that, well, I'm going, I'm going way off the rails here, but People, people nowadays are more, are more um, aligned with expressing their personal experiences and taking that as the way the world works, which I, I personally don't think I'm that special where, you know, my personal experience is the rule. <clears throat> if that, yeah, you can stop me at any time. <laughs> Just going off I, the... Yeah, I love it. I love it. It sounds like a, sounds like a fun class. And and we almost had an infomercial going there about gear. I try not to be super promotional, but it was fun. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm launching my first class on the 27th on our new platform. <laughs> Very excited about it. I'm just I, excited. I'm clarified. just excited to start teaching, man. And then I clarified the gear uh, acronym, which Love might it. have been a little too much, but. You can edit all this out. <laughs> I can. I don't know if I will, but ah. I can. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I, I have fun with communication and, and talking about 
talking and listening is always fun for me. So right. thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me and, and having me on this uh, on this edition. On this edition of The Leading Edge. Thank you, Bill, for giving us your time, giving the listeners your time. Um, I know that you're incredibly busy. And uh, yeah, any any anything that you can tell us where listeners can find information about the classes you've got coming up or if they have questions or where can they find you? Good question. <laughs> I don't have any classes coming up. Uh, oh yeah, you're not, are you not teaching anymore? Well, I have, uh, I've taken a little bit of a break. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm always available by email at billg at i4abe.com. I think, uh, you and I talked about putting together some classes, uh, on the new platform, which mm-hmm. I was familiar with. So that will probably be the best place to see me in the near future. It'll be, uh, it'll, it's my schedule better to have a pre-recorded class that anybody can see anytime. So how about that? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Well, thank you, Bill. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. And thank you All listeners right. for spending uh, about an hour with us. <laughs> Take care. That's it Bye. for this one. Bye. This episode was brought to you by gearforshops.com and the Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforabe.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.